0: Hey, I'm Clayton.
1: And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. So, Clayton, what are we watching this week? Or what did we watch? Because we've already watched it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for our final movie in Spooky Season. Before you know it officially ends. It's always spooky season. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> I wish it was I've... spooky season all the time. Which for me it is, but I mean yes, still. It is spooky season all the time. But you know, officially in air quotes, I picked Michael Doherty's trick or treat. Woo! I adore I adore this movie. So much. Oh, I do too. I literally watch it every Halloween, usually paired with, you know, Lords of Salem or something. And I just didn't want to wait until another Halloween to cover it. And I saw this when it was dumped unceremoniously to home video in 2009. After waiting for it, you know, when it was supposed to come out in 2007, and I was all excited about it before that. And I've just loved it ever since. What about you, Sean? Yep, about the same here. Um,
1: I remember hearing about it and I was super excited and then it kept getting pushed back. And it finally came out in 2009 and a friend of mine bought it on Blu-ray and I was like, okay, we're watching this on Halloween. (laughs) And we did and I fell in love with it. I love this movie. It's so good. It's like you said, it's the ultimate Halloween movie. It is one of the movies I watch on Halloween. Usually I save Halloween for my favorite movies of all time, which I usually do The Thing and Aliens and uh, and uh, Trick or Treat. Sorry, my brain
0: went completely blank for a second. Oh, that's fine. That's an <laughs> interesting lineup for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's, um, I love those movies. Um. So uh, clearly, we both strongly recommend this. <laughs> strongly yes, recommend this. Watch it on Halloween. It's great. I would watch this on Halloween before I would watch John Carpenter's Halloween on Halloween. I generally um, would watch that earlier in the month, but yeah, Trick or Treat is like my Halloween movie. <laughs> also, Lords of Salem, huh? So Lords
1: of Salem is your <laughs> other one. I feel like that's a kind of a strange uh
0: strange lineup. <laughs> um, I feel like it just says a lot about me. That is not nearly as weird as Aliens the Thing and Trick or Treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Lords of Salem and Trick or Treat are very different. <laughs> also,
1: the way you said that was like,
0: um, I think it's a blip. <laughs> <laughs> Had that <laughs> energy. I just like I think Lords of Salem has a really good energy for Halloween like I would that would probably be my second feature for the night like I would start out with trick-or-treat and then end with Lords of Salem I don't know you know my love for Rob Zombie and I'm one of the Lords of Salem stands but
1: oh I am too I think Lords of Salem is probably my favorite film of his
0: Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. I I still I think the devil's rejects is like the best thing he's ever done. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Rob (laughs) Zombie. We're here to talk about Michael Doherty's fabulous trick-or-treat. Yes. And yeah, so should we get into this absolute classic of a film? Absolutely, we should. Spoilers ahead for this movie that you know, you either saw in 2007, 2009, somewhere between, or 2022, maybe. Uh, like many films, this was made in Vancouver. Like, seriously, what kind of tax bracket are they giving people? Because everything is made in Vancouver.
1: Oh, it's a fantastic tax bracket. That's why
0: everyone films in Vancouver. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think Vancouver is what America looks like, and it's it's not. <laughs> well, Vancouver and Toronto, those are the two. <laughs> Uh, when you you think of America you think Vancouver yes it was (laughs) produced by Brian Singer enough said but that could have been maybe why it had this crazy release strategy might have been because of him but it seems like he's still been making stuff so I don't know I hope it was because of him but you know he is a disgusting person but He put up the movie to help get this made. So thank you. I think enough said was enough said. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This, as we mentioned, had a crazy release strategy. It was slated to come out in 2007. We'd already been hearing about it. And that was like before the internet got super crazy. But enough that we, as horror fans and movie fans, heard about this. It was having marketing We'd seen stuff in magazines about this coming out. sounded super cool. And then they just pulled it from their lineup. And we heard nothing for two years. And so the only people that had gotten to see it were those lucky festival goers, of which we were not and still aren't. Fingers crossed. Um, And then they just dropped it on disc in 2009. It was just like you went to the store and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that movie is here. Sweet. Mm -hmm. And then this year, they released it in theaters as like a special thing, and it was I'm, kind of. I can't believe you missed it. I would. I'm I, so sad. I know <laughs> I to you work. I'm sorry. I know you have to work, and it was like an hour drive for you. I also had to drive an hour to see it, but I was not about to miss it. It was a life highlight, like right after getting to see Quill cool Intentions a couple years ago, a couple. It was probably in 2019. Jesus time uh but you know that a, at least had a proper side. release and everything back when it came out i was just too young i could have gone to see trick-or-treat in theaters if they had ever done it and i mean obviously it probably would have made gangbusters because everybody fucking loves this movie but yeah because it's absolutely brilliant yeah it really and is one of the best anthology films i've ever seen seriously like i mean i do kind of love anthology movies but generally there's something about it I don't like or there's a skit in it I don't like and they don't gel together well there's not a good theme I mean the Mortuary Collection that's the most recent anthology film I've seen that was really really good to me I have not seen the latest VHS which I've heard is quite good um,
1: 94 it was, it was good no it was no good. 90, 99, or 99 99 I was going to say I
0: 94, have 94. Was pretty good. 94 I've 99 was good. is really good like better than 94 I didn't even watch the 94 one, but I heard 99 is actually really, really good. Better than 94. Oh. Well, I still need to they see that. It had to be better later.
1: than viral.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also skipped that one, but I skipped that one not because of time. It just looked really bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard. From what I've seen of it, I couldn't even finish it, which tells you something. So.
0: Yeah. Or I didn't I mean,
1: choose not to finish it. <laughs>
0: As far as anthology movies go, not just horror anthology, I would consider Pulp Fiction kind of an anthology style thing. As far as, not anthology, but like a story where everything's just woven together really intricately. I think Trick right. or Treat's best since Pulp Fiction. I mean, dare I say? Uh, I know that's probably a controversial statement, but I feel like it's true in my bones, and uh, I, I don't think you're wrong
1: i really we don't all know I think...
0: how much i love tarantino and pulp fiction i mean my fucking cat's named quentin for christ's sake but i just i just think it's neat uh, <laughs> um but yeah so getting into this i think the opening is so cute <laughs> what do you think <laughs> oh the opening is so much fun
1: I was gonna say are we calling it cute <laughs> I wouldn't call it cute
0: I think it's really cute because it has the little like newsreel flash at the beginning and I just <laughs> I think that's really charming and I'm not talking about like the stuff with Leslie bit I remember Leslie bit all uh, um,
1: <laughs> justice for good Christian bitches oh my god you was, so was so good
2: yes
0: i'm not talking about that scene but just the little opening with like the newsreel thing and then the the actual opening with like the comic style i think it's adorable yes um but it does kind of open with like a little framing scene that we see at the beginning and then it comes back to it at the end kind of the timeline of this movie i feel so sorry for for the editor of this (laughs) so sorry for them um (laughs) But it's just Leslie Bibb and, um... What's his face? Tom O'Pennacit. Yes. And they're at the end of a Halloween night, and she wants to take stuff down, and he wants to go have boom-boom with some weird porno tape. And anyway... Also, Jesus Christ, this fucking tape... Uh, also boom boom, you keep saying that. Like is that your is that your
1: new thing? Is that Uh, that a thing
0: now? Or just doing boom boom? The longer I go without sex, the more I regress, and now it's just I guess boom boom. Whatever. They were gonna go fuck. (laughs) So (laughs) she's taking (laughs) stuff down. And (laughs) one of the one of the rules is you can't blow the candle out on a pumpkin before the night's over. And she does and she probably should have rethought that decision, because yeah, she definitely should sure though. <laughs> yeah, I and then we get our little introduction to Sam, the protagonist. Is he the protagonist? I don't know. Uh, he's the. In
1: my opinion, he's the narrator, kind of. He, yeah, he's the frame. He's like the framing
0: device for everything. He he's the, the little, one that's. He's like he's telling, spirit of, he's telling a, the story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I do love when he's attacking her, his little his little grunts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so
1: cute because he does it later when he attacks Creed, too. And he hears the <laughs> little giggles. And he's like, hee, hee, hee. Like, oh, this is so cute and creepy. As he's
0: just slaughtering. He slaughters the fuck out of her. Yeah. Slaughters her well, out.
1: Don't blow out your pumpkin. You do not blow out a jack-o-lantern before midnight. Actually, you're yes. not supposed to blow them out at all. You're supposed to let them just die.
0: Yeah, I hope they don't die before midnight because I wouldn't want to risk that.
1: <laughs> also, she's like, oh, I hate Halloween. Like, and then they decorate the house like so crazily. I'm yeah, like...
0: she's talking about not like it is not a small amount of work to decorate outside that much. That is a lot of time.
1: Yeah. So I and... wonder if he just loves it a lot or like I I don't know. But I was just like. <laughs> She's like, my mom will think it looks like a crime scene. I'm like, your mom is gonna be mad at you that you didn't have your Halloween decorations down at I don't know eight, nine o'clock at night. Like, also, the thing is, is sort of strange sometimes because like a lot of this stuff happens at like eight p.m.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like, I would uh, love to just, <laughs> if I had the time to go down a deep rabbit hole of the exact time frame of this movie because it. Doesn't take place over a large amount of time, like it's literally in this one night and not in a huge.
1: And it's before I. I'd say it's even before midnight. Like I'd say it's
0: like yeah, from it like all eight, takes eight place to before, ten
1: or twelve. Eight to ten or ten thirty.
0: Fully, it's fully dark out, and it ends before midnight. So yeah. I mean, it's what four hours time frame. I mean, also this takes place in like nowhere, Ohio. But <laughs> yeah. So I mean think about right now It's not dark at 8pm So this movie takes place Over like a three hour time span Oh Uh, ours
1: is dark at 8pm It's been starting to get
0: dark at like 7 Like full dark at 7 Full stop Um, (laughs) (laughs) Either way This does not take place Over a long amount of time It's not over a day or a whole night I mean it's Evening night That's it well, Halloween, so I mean, it would really do well if it, it carried on to Thanksgiving. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am so mad. We have never gotten the movie Thanksgiving um, ever <laughs> since I saw that trailer. I'm like, really? You're going to make Machete and not Thanksgiving? Like, I really want to see Thanksgiving. Somebody, do it. Right. I've already got the proof of concept. Just do it. Uh, it looks so good. that or better. don't. I think you're going to escape <laughs> I do dope love too. I just like Dope because it has uh, Lucy Punch in it <laughs> <laughs> I know we are Lucy Punch fans uh, Do you trust our government? Fuck no they killed Diana That's <laughs> Lucy Punch yeah. woman of all time
1: But yep, so after she, after uh, Leslie Bibbs, Emma starts to take down the decorations, she is brutally dispatched by uh, Sam, our hero (laughs) Mm. Um, of the piece, um, the tiny little cute little boy. Or the sack over of the boy. The sack of that little foodie pajamas
0: and just cute. Um, the they like killed... pajamas with the little butt flap.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, and he killed her with a Halloween lollipop.
0: Yeah. Slices her up. Oh, did you know for the blood in that scene because she's killed under a sheet and the kids see it, uh, they heated up the blood. So when they used it, it would be steaming in the Vancouver, oh, yeah. Ohio air.
1: <laughs> Van Ohio. Yeah. Oh Ohio
0: over. Yeah. It's a new <laughs> town. It's great. Yeah. It's just like merry Canada. <laughs>
1: yes. But we, it it is, it's such a cool scene though because it really sets up the tension for the entire movie. Um, I really love Doherty's use of tension in film; like he's really like mm-hmm. he's really good at it like just the scene where she's taking stuff down and she's looking around and it's dark and it's creepy and there's that guy standing across or the kid standing across the street in like this creepy mask and you're just like oh is this about to turn into halloween and then he pulls his mask up when his friends drive up and he's like you guys are late <laughs> <laughs> and like you like it, it's just it's fun because it does feel kind of like real life when you're when you're out by yourself and at Halloween and it's dark and it's kind of spooky and you're like, Ooh, this is, this is a little bit spooky, but he uses tension so well, but yeah, then so now that we have, we've, we've lost Leslie Bibb, uh, We enter our main credits, which are done in comic book form. I have
0: to add, right before the main credits, her husband wakes up. Because, of course, he wasn't helping her take stuff down. Because men. And (laughs) (laughs) he comes down and finds her. And gives the greatest scream when he finds her head with that lollipop shoved in it. And then it's just like smash cut to these wonderful comic credits that just instantly give sam a uh, like there's stories about him going back and it it feels like you're in this dark twisted fairy tale i love it yes so much
1: oh i do too um and the comics are really cool like i know they made some comics and i've read some of them but they really should just do like a forever comic book series about trick-or-treat but yeah yeah, or just
0: make more movies
1: uh, oh, which they are trying to. Which we'll yeah. get to later. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we learned that this is Nowhere, Ohio. Not they say all name, that. but
0: I don't even know if it's a real place, and I didn't care <laughs> yeah. enough to look it up. But yeah, I'm just it like it is a then, small, probably fictional town in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, small
1: town where they have decided like it's having a huge Halloween festival, like enough that the news is reporting on it. And I was just like, does this not happen every year? Like what else year. are they going to report on? in
0: <laughs> yeah. A tiny town, nowhere, right Ohio. Now.
1: Right, and then we. What's really cool is you actually see almost every main character throughout this tracking shot. Um, uh, you see Charlie follow. We follow. We're following Charlie. Drag his chocolate on the ground. Also, who does this? It He's literally makes me dragging. So mad. So uncomfortable. I hate it. Like my parents would never let me drag my candy on the ground it's so and he's gross. literally he's has like mud
0: full of candy and he's just dragging i'm just like you're ruining it you're ruining your candy <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like oh
1: god um and then also <laughs> fun fact uh you know the two bags he's holding in his left hand he has those like tiny little bags of like halloween ba- bags
0: uh charlie
1: I didn't notice that, but what about? Oh, so he's holding him. But that, so in one of the deleted scenes, um, when Billy comes home, he goes, "Some fat fuck stole my candy." (laughs) (laughs) And Um, we get another. uh, We get another Billy.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ! Yeah, I am glad they took out the fat shaming.
1: That's yes, a good cut. Too.
0: And I think we get just enough of Billy Wilkins in the movie as it is. I think if there was oh, any more Even of it, that's even... too much. I, I find it. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. But it, just though... the... He's, he's uh, on par with the kid from the Babadook for me. Oh, like, my he's God. He's not, great. Near, he's not near as bad as the kid from the Babadook. Oh, it's pretty bad. I if he like, had uh... been in the entire movie like the kid in the Babadook, Duck, Yes right Luckily Thankfully, he's, been, like, he's just in the... list. yeah uh so what is the first story that we really come to oh well, the first story we really come to is
1: the principal Stephen wilkins okay um so charlie kind of takes us through town where you see our main groups of people Stephen wilkins is getting candy um the ladies we will talk about in a little bit are getting ready to go shopping for their for their costumes and then he goes to the wilkins house to steal uh to steal all their candy and which and after that with which principal wilkins played by dylan baker who is fantastically by dylan baker yes he's so good in this he plays this perfect like that's perfect line between like uh like creepy and funny and i i have it's just so much fun but he catches him trying to steal the candy and he he tells him to sit down and kind
0: of taunts him a little bit and ends up it's revealing. so scary but innocuous cuz it's like it's your principal like sit down and uh, it's just it's so uncomfortable. Like I do your... love a, a good like principal who hates his student storyline. I think it's so funny. <laughs> it, it cracks me up in everything that they use it in a story. It's
1: just like he does. He really does hate this kid. Um or hates
0: kids. Kids in general.
1: Yeah. And he gives the kid a piece of candy and after a couple minutes of kind of taunting him, the kid's stomach starts to gurgle. And then he vomits all of this awful, awful, like, bloody,
0: like, goop, what do you,
1: chocolatey goop.
0: How do you feel about this vomit scene?
1: Oh, my God. I usually, uh, so I'm one of those people that I don't like to watch them because it just makes me nauseous. Like yeah. in anything, it like this is one I can I I have to side eye it a little bit, but I can watch it. Like maybe because it's just so comical of him just being like, it is. It's so funny. Like <laughs> it's like gurgle gurgle gurgle. Bah, bah, like. <laughs>
0: because and... I mean it's, it's so much vomit I mean they're clearly doing the hose next to him pumping it out I mean and, and just <laughs> yeah. the look of the vomit and just like how much chocolate did he eat and Ugh. I also really like this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit but when principal Wilkins is in the house you can see a shelf that's full of like arsenic and poisons and stuff
2: mm-hmm
0: and I actually had never noticed that before today. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, so he was like really doing a lot of fucking stuff to the candy, um, oh yeah, and also a fun little thing I don't know if you picked up on you know how the candy bar had the razor blade in it
1: mm-hmm.
0: later on in a scene, yeah, got that it's can-
1: the one that Sam, took- yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, karma. so I'm just bit. like
1: he's one he went and her did all this around town, like no wonder I was like definitely have to check your candy in this town. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: very much like all the things you hear at Halloween mm-hmm. uh, this movie is so darkly funny at times, um oh, I don't know it's if so everybody funny. would, but I think it's very funny
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, so he's. He basically poisons. Uh, he poisons Charlie with the and, with, with cyanide,
0: and who knows, however many other children.
1: <laughs> right. Hopefully, their parents are checking their candy, Um and so he takes him to the backyard to bury him, and uh the neighbor's dog starts to bark at him because he's just like, oh, the he's outside. Like making a bunch of noise, so the dog comes out. So he takes, he has two bodies in, the, in that he's about to bury. And so he just cuts the finger off one, and I'm really hoping it was Charlie, um, <laughs> and just throws it to the dog. And then we meet another one of our, our characters, Mr. Krieg, who is this asthmatic, like bad lungs sounding uh curmudgeon who's misanthrope, who only loves his dog and is basically just an a-hole. And he, uh, we so have another. You do
0: realize that's going to be you in like forty years. Ouch! No. <laughs> Except you won't have a dog. <laughs> Ouch! No. I, I like... swear to God, you will be out there like, keep your kids out of my yard. <laughs> I like children. I was gonna say, and like, what? Will you in 40 years? I feel like you're gonna be like, I wanna be left alone. Uh, No. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you're gonna be that bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, rude. (laughs) I could see you being curmudgeonly in later years. (laughs) I already am curmudgeonly, but I'm still like polite about
1: it. yeah, Uh, so he he comes out and we have this another darkly, darkly comedic scene of one of the two kids that uh, that Stephen Wilkins is trying to marry is still alive. And he keeps (laughs) making noise. So he just, like, keeps kicking this kid and, like, pushing him down. Like, it, it is so bad. I feel so bad for this kid every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like it's just awful <laughs> and he ends up getting him to go inside and then Billy uh, Wilkins' son comes home and this kid is both
0: funny and annoying <laughs> oh, he's hysterical he's yelling at his dad out the window like can I go to the festival with you and he's, like, yeah. Yo, go. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: like no he's like and then, uh, so Wilkins is just like whispering, and he's like, "Just go inside and watch Charlie Brown." And he's just like, "Charlie Brown's an asshole." And he's just like <laughs> Billy Wilkins. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh yes, but he ends up. Uh, so Wilkins finally finishes off the kid by uh, taking uh, the shovel to his head, which, Mm. thank God, I hope that child rests in peace. Um, And buries him, comes back inside
0: to help. If he doesn't rest in peace, he definitely is resting in pieces. (laughs) I knew it was coming. (laughs) Um, But he ends up, so Wilkins goes back inside, and he... Before he he goes back inside, could we just comment quickly on him like, whining about his child? Like, daddy i want to go to the festival daddy help me with the pumpkin daddy wish mommy was still alive <laughs> oh, yes. it's so also, uh, do you think he murdered his wife because i think he totally murdered his wife <laughs> oh i don't know i
1: i i don't think so really yeah i i he he seems like a child murderer to me not like like
0: I mean, he is murdering.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I really say, don't know. He
0: is like an insane like killer, which we will get to. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I always, I just feel like he wouldn't, you know, shit where he eats. Essentially, I like mean, he's
0: he, killing kids where he eats. But... Yeah,
1: but he's doing them What well, we'll get to it in a second. But like, he's killing the kids. He goes after he buries them. He goes back inside felt so, Billy carve his pumpkin and you get the scene where it really looks like he's about to kill his son and he's and holding the knife over of and, underst-
0: and you would kind of understand it yeah <laughs> I was going to say I, I I pretty much thought I, he was going to kill his son I <laughs> was going to ask was- you that did you think he was going to kill his kid the first time you saw this I did a little bit I was just like ah. I did it. Time. I was like, I feel like there might be a twist with this, but I also was laid out like, I think he might kill his kid. Is this movie gonna do this? Um, I mean, it this... already killed a kid. Like, yeah, the movie <laughs> like does not in. shy away from killed it killing children. But at that no. point, I didn't know he does not kill his child. He has uh, Charlie. Was that his name, Charlie? Uh huh. Charlie's head on a lazy Susan, and they're going to make that their jack o' lantern. And the kid creepily is like,
1: "This time, let's do a scary face,
0: and like. don't forget to help me with the eyes." Yeah, I know.
1: Every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, well, this kid will be a serial killer too." too. You have, a
0: um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, after that, somewhere during there, we also meet the shitty kid portion of the story. Yes. Yeah, so they they actually came in
1: with, um, after Wilkins had murdered Charlie he has kids knock on his door for trick-or-treat.
0: And he's... and he's covered in pukey blood because while he was trying to get this kid in his house, he like, <laughs> all over <him> again. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's so funny. Like, so darkly funny. Great and... costume,
0: Mr. Wilkins. <laughs> yes. And it's three of his students.
1: Uh, Macy, who's played by Britt McKillop. And, a bit uh... from hell. Oh, yes, I love her. She's like the best mean girl since like Regina George. Um, Sarah, played by, uh, I believe her name was Isabel De And then you have uh, Chip, who is played by Alberto Gisi. And they end up meeting up with their friend Schrader, played by Jean-Luc
0: Bilodeau. Who was super cute back in the day, because I actually think he's older than me. (laughs) Uh
1: <laughs> um and, he actually has a show on or he had a show. I think that show got canceled. Um but he was he had that show called uh what was it? He it was it was on Freeform which tells you something tells you yeah. enough about it. But he f- plays a dude whose girlfriend ends up leaving him a child from their like one night stand. It's like baby daddy or something like that. I don't know. Oh god. Um, but he's
0: he was in that and I was just like Oh,
1: you look really familiar. <laughs> and then I saw I the name. And I was just like, oh.
0: <laughs> one other thing. And it was Piranha3DD. And he's the guy that the baby Piranha swims out of uh, what's her face's vagina and latches itself onto his penis. And we kind of get full frontal. And I was like, oh, yes. Not in the Ouch. context I wanted to see him naked, but uh, I'm a, not going to complain. That's a rough one. <laughs> because uh, even then, really cute. Totally my type. At also, time... uh,
1: can I throw a little bit of another fun fact in there?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so when they go to the teacher's house, the one who's dressed up like the sexy cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's funny because she is actually on, like, uh, the girl who plays Macy and her were both in a show. Um, by uh oh my gosh what's his name the guy who did Hannibal oh I can't my brain Brian Fuller
0: Brian Fuller yeah called Dead Like Me oh that's is trying to get me to watch
1: yes (laughs) because it's so much fun and it has Laura Ramsey or not Laura Ramsey Laura Harris she's good in it too though (laughs) too many Lauras uh but yeah so they it was funny because it's nice nice little reunion for it um But they are looking for jack o' lanterns and end up coming to the house of Rhonda, who is, in their words, not mine, an idiot savant. Which,
0: uh, first they call her the R word and they're like, (laughs) she is not the R word, she is an idiot savant, which is not much better. But they are children, so and kids are the worst, children are the only way I think. I think it would piss me off a lot more and it does piss me off a lot when I watch it. If they weren't children and they were like grown-ups talking about someone like this, but they're supposed to be what? Like junior high kids Yeah, junior I high think kids. It was like 7th or 8th graders. Yes, played by like 20-year-olds. But <laughs> no, I think she was that age when
1: they did it. I think they're actually young uh i don't know, I know she was because she was she was growing up at this point but she was still, still
0: i feel like schrader i feel like schrader was like 19 or something
1: <laughs> oh my god i really feel like he was not that old oh, hold on
0: hold on a second I, we, I need to look this up just talk i'm <laughs> looking this up right now
1: yeah but we are uh, we're introduced to them. They uh, go to Rhonda, and Rhonda loves Halloween. Or, in more technical terms, she loves Samhain, which is the festival that the Celtics had as for the end of summer, uh, which is what Halloween was based on. And
0: she has carved.
1: approximately okay. okay, what-
0: okay. He is two years younger than me. He would have been probably uh, 16 or something when they filmed it. He would 2005, have been... 2005? Yeah, so 1989? Or no, what year uh, are you? He was, he was 1990. I didn't know if they filmed it in uh, 2005 or 2006. Yeah, either way, 15, 16. He was, he was old enough. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yes, so they go to Ronda's and they have her bring a couple of her jack-o'-lanterns and they head to an abandoned also, rock ward. her
0: jack-o'-lantern collection is, is stunning. Yeah, fucking amazing. Awesome. Like she is, fucking love Rhonda. <laughs> yes, Rhonda's fantastic. We love Rhonda. Uh, this is
1: where Rhonda stay in household. And so they go there
0: and... <laughs> households. We are not in the same households. household. Households. Yes, households.
1: We are. Single. I'm at my household. We
0: are single people. And
1: and ready to <laughs> mingle. Sorry, that's we... me smiling awkwardly after. Um, <laughs> yes, so we get to uh, they go to the abandoned rock quarry and Macy, the mean girl, and I mean like mean girl, she's one of the yeah. meanest girls I've ever seen in a film to be honest. Um, yeah. She goes into the story of a School bus of children who their par- uh, the children were uh developmentally disabled or physically disabled, and uh, the parents of them had paid the driver to essentially take the kids off their hands in a very, very, very mean way. Um, but
0: so <laughs> I'm just sitting here and I'm like, how is Sean going to describe this? I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. And in a very mean way. Um, but yeah, it's,
1: it's really cool though, because they go, they do a very overexposed kind of film
0: structure When they ask you what you thought of the, like, it's a very drastic visual. Like the whole movie has this, you know, a cohesive look to it. And then mm-hmm. for this one flashback scene, it, just it's a very drastic change and I get that you know it's in the past they want to have a visual signifier that it's a different time but the way it's shot and done is so different how do you feel about it do you like it not like it I do don't care. I think I
1: see I don't mind it when like a movie will give you a different visual style for like a flashback It kind of makes it easier when you're dealing with a movie with non linear, like that's a non linear storyline. Because one of the things we kind of met and we kind of glossed over a little bit is a lot of these stories are happening at the same time or a little bit before another one or a little bit after,
0: they're very overlapping,
1: yeah. So it's one of those, it's nice Uh, to have a little Sam
0: gets around on those little legs, let's just Uh say.
1: Yep, and so he like it's very nice to have like a visual, uh, essentially a visual style to something different to make everything a little bit. It, it makes it easier to palette that this is a this is a flashback, this
0: is a memory, this is even a story. And, and yeah, it's like they're telling the story, so it's like, is this actually how it happened, or is this just this you know urban thing that they've heard all these years? I mean, clearly. Uh, actually happen but it's well we'll get to very, it <laughs> it's very I don't know it's just such a different look and everything and it's in daylight which is just very jarring in a movie that entirely takes place in the dark at night yeah and I like it too it's just it's slightly jarring it is slightly jarring
1: I will there's been a couple of times when I've been watching it and I'll be like in the dark and then all of a sudden the brightness comes and I'm like and I just <laughs> sh- sh- have to cover like, also come out of my uh, eyes for a second.
0: <laughs> how do you feel about the general storyline of the flashback and the segment in general? Oh, it's so fucked up. So fucked up. And so sad, to be honest, too. It is so like, sad. like Because, I mean, it's, you, uh, this whole entire thing essentially is taking advantage of and being very horrible to the mentally ill mm-hmm. it's fucked up i mean it's not that it's endorsing that or anything but it's really fucked up it it's is not, and i mean you know it's a horror movie so horror movies you know can do things
1: oh those kids get their comeuppance or they, do. they get
0: their comeuppance yes
1: um but yeah but so it's, it's so sad it is. It is really sad, especially because you you see one of the kids is like freaking out because they're not. He's not home. Like they're taking a different way, and you could tell he's just he's he can't. He's not. He and can't handle kids are,
0: it. Anymore. They have them chained in in the school bus, literally mm-hmm. chained in. Like, and he
1: ends up wiggling a hand free, and drives the bus off of the edge of the rock quarry and it drops into the water and sinks and the only person that comes up is the driver.
0: And we see some of their really creepy old school masks float to the water and we hear that the bus is still here to this day and in flashback Mm -hmm. and so uh, they're ostensible reason is to go honor the dead to go place jack-o'-lanterns down for each of the dead children and they asked Rhonda to come with them Mm -hmm. and it's just really fucked up jack-o'-lantern is so gorgeous it is so intricate she's (sighs) so good at it
1: um, but they get there, and they use an elevator to go down. They can only go three at a time, even though there's five of them. And they so, probably
0: could have gone five at a time, but just for their little thing. Yeah,
1: so they, that way they can they can set it up. Um, but, so Schrader, Macy, and Sarah go first, and they go down, and or as Rhonda and Chip are going down, they hear screaming, and ship is very much like I don't want to go I don't want to go and she's like And Stay all you here can you'll be see safe the,
0: all you can see in the dark is the lights from their jack-o'-lanterns and they're just getting extinguished yes it's, which is a cool visual gag I think Battle a, of the Bastards
1: so just, so, uh, or not yes. Battle of the Bastards but the longest night <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they, they, stole it the <laughs> they stole it from trick or treat yeah, they went from three to like three hundred but still you know what we won't count um, but yeah, so Rhonda is searching around and she sees the buses sticking out of the water, which is your first. Also,
0: Rhonda is so brave. Like these aren't even really her friends, and she yeah, like, like, doesn't she's like, Stay here, make sure it doesn't go out, it'll protect you. And she's like, I'm gonna go out and see what's going on. Yeah. My ass like ass would have been like, Hell no, those bitches are fucked.
1: Oh, yeah, she's way nicer than me, because I'm not gonna lie, even I would have probably just been all, like, pressed the green, I would have pressed the up button, like, the minute we got down to the bottom, I was like, you want to go look for your friends? Okay, go ahead, bye. Yeah, like, because she introduces myself. herself to them, like, they introduce themselves to her, like, at least Schrader does, like, they know who she is, but I don't think they're, they're not friends, and so... She's searching, and she ends up seeing Schrader's mask in the water. She goes to retrieve it, and a ghost grabs her head, her her foot, and she screams and runs away, and ends up losing her glasses. Which, oh god, do not put me down for losing my I glasses. I am ever. so
0: blind. Without that, the, like every time I see that in a movie, and it's like a horrible situation, and I'm just like, I I would, be, I would be I'm fucked. I would be fucked without my glasses. Absolutely. I'd be dead.
1: Like i I cannot see like oranges in front of me. Like not I even have,
0: just because of that, but I think this whole like segment down here, I think it's the scariest part of the movie. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Definitely.
1: But so she's being chased by these figures that are wearing mat- creepy masks and they look like
2: They've ghosts got chains or remnants. On them and,
1: and... Yeah. And she's running, her glasses get broken, and she ends up falling and hitting her head. And yeah. well, after she had revealed that Chip was covered in blood and his intestines were being pulled out.
0: Yeah. Being eaten she, by one of the creatures.
1: She ends up being uh she ends up being cornered and falls into a pit and hits her head. And it's revealed that it was all a prank. All because before, these remember, kids
0: are assholes
1: yeah uh, spe- like especially Macy Macy's a total dick <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say
0: it might just be because I had such a crush on him but do you think Schrader deserved to die I like, guess he was in on this but he was also the only one that was like this has gone too far and he was the only one that was like kind of nice to her it's I, feel funny. Like, I feel like I feel like he was going along with it because maybe him and this isn't even in the text but I feel like him and Macy were maybe dating or. Or like she wanted, that's why she kept rolling her eyes whenever
1: he was nice to her. Yeah. I kind of get, I get, I kind of got that vibe a little bit too, or she likes him.
0: Like he did go along with it, but he seems like the one that's out of place in the situation.
1: Well, I just, I, I see, I go back and forth on it because like, when they're walking away when they're when they're going to meet her like she lo- like Macy looks back at Schrader and she's all like you're up like he knows what he's doing like he was there to get her there essentially they they plan this whole thing with this girl and i i do think yes he was nice but Sometimes you have to pay for the consequences of your... You have to pay the consequences of your mistakes. And True. He, he pays for them. Do I feel bad for him? Most of the times, yes.
0: Yes, and he's the only, he is the only one I feel bad for yeah, at the, all.
1: Yeah, the rest of them. But he also is the reason that Ronda was there in the first
0: place. Like, he turned on the charm. He you got know, there. And... When there's a charming boy, you just flip a coin... It's not even 50-50. Most of the time, they're shit. You're going to wish you didn't go. But... Yeah. And they've got a face like an angel. Um, Actually, do you know... Look, did you... When you were watching this, did, did he remind you of anybody? No. If you say Timothy Chalamet, I swear. No, he does not remind me of <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Like, he does not. <laughs> no, I would be like defending him to high heavens if he was Timothy Chalamet. Why did she let him die? Uh, he reminds me of Jordan, actually. Uh, Watch it you. again. Look at teenage pictures of Jordan. He looks like him. No thanks. Anyway, enough said about that. But uh, they, uh, Schrader, finally is like this has gone on far enough. She's fucking terrified. It's okay, and she's obviously freaking out. and She can't half see, and mm-hmm. uh, so they're trying to wrap things up, and they hear some things. And it's the sound design in this movie, I literally I have things to say about a lot of aspects of this movie at the end, mm-hmm. is like, so good in this scene. It is so scary. And because yeah. act- Macy's
1: just like, What did you say? <laughs> and she's like, I didn't say anything. And she's like, <laughs> And you can just hear whispers.
0: Oh, it's oh, so it's creepy. So creepy. And, and the actual children are there, and are not happy at being used in such a fashion. <laughs> and it's Halloween. You know? Things mm-hmm. happen on Halloween. The time and the barrier between worlds is the most thin. Yeah. solid and... and so, uh, they get the revenge on the last holes, and yep, they're um, trying yeah. to run... Oh, the <laughs> shot when they grab the girl's chains, and she's just like... Hua! Oh, yeah, she just like flies backward. <laughs> I love it.
1: And then they're just like pulling her and she's like, ah! Like, I love it. That one is so creepy. I'm smiling because I'm so happy that it exists. <laughs> like, it's, such, it's
0: just <laughs> such a like, no capes moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, the minute I saw this chains, I was just like, oh, someone's going to get pulled backwards.
0: <laughs> and uh, they get to the elevator, which at this point just has Rhonda. She's got the door shut. And they're like, "Help us! They're trying to kill us." There's people out here, and you know she's already been fucked over and had a very serious head injury at this point, and does not trust these motherfuckers. And it's unclear whether she believes them or not. But either way, uh, no, she she's
1: gone. Like she believes them. She believes them. I 150 believe. You think she, she does believe? She... Leaves
0: them to
1: their fate. Does she leave them to die? In her opinion, no. But. Whatever they reap, they're gonna sow. So. Yeah,
0: I love it. I mean, she just blankly looks at them and just turns the key, and they're just screaming for her, and she oh, just... Oh, no.
1: Yeah, she's about to put the key in to open the door, and she just <laughs> presses the button up, and they're like, <laughs> no! And, like, and if any of them were smart, did you notice there are two little, like, handles at the bottom of the elevator? I'd be, like, grabbing those. Like, <laughs> like, Pull me up, buttercup. <laughs>
0: like, I don't think they were thinking about being smart. They were just – I they were so scared. I'm like, I can't believe they're not just, like, grabbing onto the front of the door and just hoping it right. drives them up with <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's what I would have done. Like, or I would have started climbing the sides of it. But, yeah. This so... is why having a backup exit plan is important, guys. Uh-huh. If you're going but to
1: scare people out of the corner, is... make sure
0: you have a backup plan very scary and as Rhonda leaves with her little wagon full of uh, jack-o'-lanterns and you're hearing them screaming one. you see no only has one left oh, yeah. which and I think, I it's think hers it was, it was supposed it was the to pretty be one. exactly it was hers and uh, her Sam's throat. just uh, sitting there watching her and they just kind of look at each other and she goes on her way she nods and, and
1: you hear the screams of the kids just slowly being ex- extinguished
0: yeah. Uh, let's go back to... Uh, well, we're about to come to our favorite segment. Yes, but which... before we get to that, we have to go back to Mr. Wilkins.
1: Yes, I was going to say. Well, I mean, technically we don't know if Mr.
0: Wilkins, but... Well, there right, is. but what's happening with that?
1: Yes, so um... there is... There are two segments in this movie that... Are, that Two segments of the movie, I think, are, are the scariest are the one with the kids in the quarry, and then mm-hmm. there is a scene of this masked man. He's wearing, like, a Kano mask, and has, like, vampire things, and he's making out with this woman, and... in an like... alley.
0: It's very, like, um... Interview with a Vampire with, uh you know, taking place during Mardi Gras. Cosplay. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And they're making out. She goes and he's starts like kissing at different parts of her. And then she she's she's a little drunk, so she's like is just feeling pleasure. And then she looks down and realizes something's wrong and sees There's her hand. Blood, blood everywhere. Yep, blood all blood in front of her
0: rest on her wrist, arms, neck. It's like pooled around by her feet. Mm-hmm. And he's just been biting her the whole time. And she screams and runs away
1: and then makes it out to the main street where everyone is and runs into Emma and Henry, the Leslie Bibb and Tomo kind of came from the beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're just like she's, she's drunk. <laughs> takes
0: off of her arm.
1: <laughs> yep, and then it's Halloween, so everyone's you know covered in blood in the and,
0: middle of a huge festival. Like,
1: and she's just shocked; like she's going into shock. You could tell, and there is a scene where she just is like kind of freaking out and you just see her realize that he's standing behind her and she just turns yeah, and then slowly right there
0: she like looks to her left and there's like a group of people laughing and they've got all this like gash makeup on their face and stuff looking like they've been attacked and like you see her realize like nobody's going to help me and it's horrifying
1: Well I mean if she would actually said the word help I'm sure she would have like if she would have screamed, I think she would have been better. I don't know. Like, she screams, like, once, but then she's just, like... She doesn't say a word when she gets out there. And I'm like, why aren't you screaming? And why do you stop? Why do people stop?
0: Like, just run. I'm, look at you, hell of shivers, too. Don't stop. Just go. We don't know how much blood loss this lady had had. And she was already dehydrated from... It was enough for her to run. She ran, like, to the end of an alley. And, I don't yeah, know. Keep going. Like she did not lose enough blood to be that.
1: Well, no, whatever. But yeah, so she dies. He leaves her body there, and there's we are on
0: a bench with some drunk people. It's really horrifying. Yes, because just... she just got murdered in like. Oh, she's not even left on a bench. She's left on the ground, like sitting
1: next to the ground next to a building, like where other people she just are got sitting.
0: murdered in complete public and. Yeah. It's just yep. sad. And, and so, so that's when we Let's go back cuz we didn't talk much about the Anna Paquin storyline. We yep, just of where... said we met them. Yeah, that's what I was going to
1: say. I was going to say and that's what it leads us into the meaty portion of Yes. and this has been the lady story.
0: And but... this has been sprinkled throughout little little scenes with them. But this is the essence of what's going on with them until it meets back up with that. Yes, so um, and
1: this is our favorite portion of the movie. Um, it's so good. It's just so yeah. good. Highlight of it's, the film. Yeah. It's, it's one of them. I think it's. I really do. It's probably my favorite segment. Um, But we have Laurie, played by Anna Paquin, who honestly, I think this is the prettiest she's ever looked like in complete honesty I bet like dark hair on her like she just looks so much better brunette um I was like you, okay you give me extra pickles um <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry I think second. was named, blood, so she named Lori after Lori Strode yes and we have her older sister Danielle played by Lauren Lee Smith uh-huh. and
1: uh-huh. we have Maria played by Rochelle Eight and janet played by i believe it's monica like monica with an e um monica Delane or delane playing janet and i love janet and maria and i wish they were in more of this movie because i find their banter so funny they're hysterical i just want to
0: use their dating tactics
1: yes exactly Um, but we are first introduced to them uh, when they're shopping for costumes and they are dressed up as kind of like classic fairy tale or, or story kind of people. Like, mm-hmm. Janet is Bo Peep and uh, Maria is Snow White and Danielle is Cinderella. And then we have Lori as Red Riding Hood. Yeah.
0: And somehow it is...
1: It, it just totally
0: works. I, lo- I love how she's like, I look like I'm five, but it's like yeah. still this, like, it's not even immodest or anything, but it's still just such a hot costume. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I was say, well, it gets hotter later, but... It, it does. It, it is, it,
1: like, once she takes the cape off, it's much better.
0: Yes. I will um, say, all the other ones are just, like, boobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other ones are very kind of, like, <laughs> I need to you to have fun. <laughs> I will uh, say uh, Lauren Lee Smith. I know I, she has gone on to things that I really haven't watched, but there are two seminal life experiences I've had with Lauren Lee Smith. One is this movie. Two is another very art house film. She did with Eric Balfour called lie with me, I believe. And, uh, for those of you who don't know who Eric Balfour is, he was in like two episodes of Buffy and he was in Six Feet Under at the beginning and he played Kemper in the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I went through a phase where I was really attracted to him and this movie Lie With Me with him and Lauren Lee Smith <laughs> um, was one of those movies where they have unsimulated sexual acts and uh, so i tracked this movie down and watched it i don't know how many times and was quite jealous of lauren lee smith because i was just like i want to be doing these things with eric balfour and then she popped up in this movie and i was like
1: hey Um, if
0: you I had such a hard on for Eric Balfour quite literally during that movie well Um, luckily he did
1: too Um... yes he did
0: yes he did
1: (laughs) but yes um, I just love them so much when they're talking like when they come out and they're talking about like oh tampa was two years ago because you got sick all over and she's like i ate some bad mexican um (laughs) i
0: i will go into that in a little bit but yeah uh, it's so funny on a second like from a first is like it's funny on the first (laughs) watch but on repeat watches like literally every single time i watch this i get something more out of it every single time and so they are, basically, they are implying that Lori is a virgin
1: at 22. And yeah. she's just like, I want my first time to be special. And they're all like, ugh. You know, just like <laughs> an older sister and her friends would do. Um, yeah. And so she, Lori decides to go off on her own and try and find her own date. And ladies head off to, like, some park where they're going to party. And Lori has kind of been walking around the, the, the festival for a say, while.
0: I love all of them picking up their dates. The one as <laughs> they're skinning out the costume, she's just like, I don't have a date, let's go. And he's just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, and the other team just like walk up to newscasters and are just like, So we've got this party. We don't have any dates.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I just love how he like two like, twenty thirty okay. d <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like laughs and he's like 34 sorry
2: <laughs> and then the
1: other ones are just like look you guys got you guys can really haul that heavy equipment
2: <laughs> and <Yeah>. they're like I'm I wish
0: I had the balls to just go out and just see some like hot guys and be like man I got this party and I don't have a date let's go not that that's like usually a recipe for a lasting relationship, but you know, I do ad- I do admire the gumption behind it. Right. Is that <laughs> like grind? Is that how grinder works for straight people? I mean, I feel like that was like pretender. That's basically tender oh, God. Eh, anyway. And uh, Lori is. They tell Lori to be herself, but like play hard to get. And so she's just wandering this festival. And every, it's really funny because everybody she sees is either like taken or just, it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: she's like looking around, trying to find people. She's like a, a bunch of couples in their costumes and all this stuff. We get and a lot
0: of really funny Anna Pac-Man reaction shots. I'll just get it <laughs> <yes, one. laughs> They are great.
1: Um, and she is a, While she's sitting down, she notices there's this one man just looking at her, and he, it is the man in the mask who um, killed that poor girl earlier.
0: He's a vampire.
1: (laughs) Yep. And (laughs) so, right after we finish up with the storyline with the kids, we see my favorite shot of the movie. Well, probably my favorite shot of the movie when it's that like path. Lined with like jack o' lanterns, and yes. she just like walks into view. Oh, and
0: like her little red riding head out cinematic road, orgasm. All by it's so good, it yeah. So, so good.
1: she's just walking around, and she keeps hearing noises, and in true Anna Paquin fashion, just turn like after a couple seconds, is just like turns around, There's just like, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so Anna Paquin. <laughs> And I was just like, hey, you can come out I'm not in the room. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, hey, an okay, attack. And this was like
0: she... high in <laughs> true blood, too. Yes.
1: So she's, it was just
0: great. Uh, but she ends up uh,
1: coming face to face with the masked man. And then we cut back to uh, her friends and her sister. And they had been partying with these boys and including having one boy set
0: aside for her and, in a boy. giant baby costume. And they call, <laughs> yeah. they call her earlier and we're like, we got this guy for you. You can go ahead and come. And she's like, is he cute? Is he young? And they're like, yeah, you could say that. And she's just like, uh, oh, and it flashes and it's just dude's like, uh, diaper. And uh, on his latest watch, because you know, Taylor Swift's album just came out, and I was like, There's Tay Tay Sexy Baby. <laughs> <Ugh>. Why?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, so we now Danielle starting to get worried, and then one of them screams, and the red, someone in the red cloak is thrown in. And he, again, I still don't know, is he thrown or dropped? Uh, oh, I don't know. It could be false, but I feel like she took a weird way around if she did. I feel like she threw him. True. To be honest, yeah. Like she was. So he, uh, Danielle walks over, and it turns out to be the man in black, and He's he has been checked Um, like jacked, uh, he is bleeding, leg broken,
0: compound fracture on him.
1: Oh, something to hold on to, I would guess. Like she just wrapped him up in it to just make it funny. Like honestly, <laughs> I I just feel like so she, basically this is like her first time coming out with them and they're all like, Oh, you're the baby. Like, you're the run, and she's the runt of the litter, as yeah, they called her. Earlier. Like, I feel like she's just like, Take that, bitches. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't have to worry about me. Like, I'm fine. See? And I think she was also kind of fucking with her sister because she's just like, that's the case she was in. And so he's all jacked up and uh, Lori walks out super sexy. Like, honestly, this is the yeah. sexiest Anna Paquin has ever looked. I will not be taking any comments on it.
0: And she... I do love when Lori Lee Smith comes up and is like, what happened? And she's like, I took their advice and I was playing hard to get. He yeah, hit me. He, <laughs> yep, and so he, he, they. Uh, so
1: basically, she, it, her sister takes her to go, um, to go like get cleaned up and give her a drink. And Maria Marcelle Aides is just like, open your mouth, <laughs> and, like his mouth open and then pulls off, he pulls out his fangs and it. And then takes his mask off, and it's revealed to be
0: Stephen Wilkins. Yeah, the principal good from the, the beginning. Not happy to just kill kids or random women at the festival. He like he just is insatiable. Yeah, like he
1: is just taking people out of by force in this one. Um, but he's finally taken down, and he's just like, "Help me!" And
0: they're Who like, are "You people."
1: Yeah. It's funny because Maria's like, I like you.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're <laughs> and, <the> first.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he's looking around and he realizes that all the dudes at the party are dead. Yeah. And, they've all got
0: like, their throat slit. They're all just laying in a circle around this giant bonfire that it looks fabulous.
1: Oh, yes. And after she's made sure that her sister's okay, uh, Danielle sends Lori to go do her thing, and as much as we hate the artist, uh, not the original oh, artist. Mean, thank you. This your is uh,
0: okay. So remove the, say, this. Art for... This scene is iconic. Iconic. Uh, it is. It's fantastic. So this whole entire it is the scene sexiest is...
1: transformation scene you'll ever see. Yeah.
0: So they're werewolves. And it's uh-huh. a werewolf transformation scene, and they're all women. And it's to the music of Marilyn Manson's cover of Sweet Dreams. And Marilyn Manson, garbage human being. And it really upsets me that when I watch, because like I associate that song with that scene. And watching it now is just like, oh, just makes me kind of upset. But I will say the song fits this scene so well it's really sad that he's a garbage person like if you haven't seen Evan Rachel Wood's documentary that came out earlier this year Phoenix Rising pretty sure it's on HBO if you have the stomach for it watch it it is it's hard to watch but uh, it is excellent and might change your mind on Marilyn Manson if you were at the point where you're like "Eh, well um i don't like listening to his music anymore and i always liked marilyn manson's music and i really love it in this scene and i still think it works really well in this scene but it just i hope he's not still making money from it right but since i bought that movie ages ago and everything i would assume he's not like getting royalties every time it gets watched or something because that's how stuff works but, no, they anyway, would have so had to pay. They would so have to pay that upfront for the use of it, right? Um, so uh, it's to the two. It's I think they play like the whole song, and the uh, whole it's a good bit of it, at least a minute and a half to two minutes of it. Yeah, and so uh, Marilyn Manson's "Sweet Dreams" is playing, and we get all these really cool practical effects. I mean, it's touched up with CGI, but really cool practical effects of a werewolf transformation scene. And it's like giving you uh, witches around the fire primal thing. I mean, they're all stripping and letting their hair down and ripping their skin off. There's this cool shot where somebody takes their nail and just goes down another one's back and it just splits their skin. They're pulling their arms off and legs off in full pieces. I mean, the skin, not their arms and legs. And it's just really cool werewolf effects. And the werewolves oh, look really cool. And uh, it's just sexy. Like it is so it sexy. Is sexy and gross like, and violent. I mean, just like the song. It's very uh, <laughs> like it just also, it fits so well in tandem. <laughs> I had a question
1: for you. Um, the sister Danielle has a tattoo. You think mm-hmm. when she gets her skin back, do you think the tattoo is still there?
0: <laughs> I would assume so. I would think like it's just skin...
1: part of her.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Just when, like, you, weird. when you see them later, they still look the same. It's not like they changed the look, so I would assume a tattoo would still, um, right? Or maybe they just reattach their
1: skin because they kind of like pull I don't,
0: it off. Uh, I don't know, because I mean, parts of it are coming off, and yeah, because in <laughs> most werewolf transformations, you know, they lose their like they trans. I, I don't know. It just seems like, like a really grody, painful thing that I just wouldn't want to go through. It seems like an awful affliction. <laughs> It seems like it'd be fun, but yeah. So Anna
1: Packwood goes back to Mr. Wilkins, and, and he's
0: just freaking out, and she's and he's
1: like ah, ah! <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, it's my first time, so bear with me. And as she starts to turn, she looks down, and she's got fangs in her mouth, and her eyes are like woven. Yeah,
0: Wolfen, and, and her back is g- starting to like crack open.
1: Uh huh. And she just goes, "My my, what
0: big eyes you have!" And then just and looks straight up and howls. And we see Sam sitting over to the side, and it's and she eats a... <laughs> It's a wonderful couple minutes of cinema. I greatly enjoy it generally if i'm like uh i just want to watch trick-or-treat like not at halloween it is because i have thought of that scene and i'm just like oh it's so good And it's like an 80 minute movie so it's not like you're yeah this movie will take you very time. long <laughs> there are episodes of stranger things that are longer than this movie <laughs> There really are <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that is the end of our werewolf storyline, and then we head to... We do see them drive story. through town again later, but... Well, I was going to bring that story. up as the conclusion,
1: because <laughs> you kind of see everybody's end. All the stories end at the conclusion. Yes. Um, but we head over to Mr. Creed, who is Mr. Wilkins' mm-hmm. next-door neighbor. And he is a curmudgeonly asshole, played by Brian Cox... Fantastically, uh, by the way. Love Ronnie yes.
0: Um, he's doing a wonderful John Carpenter impression.
1: <laughs> oh no, John Car- John John is curmudgeonly, but I don't think he's
0: mean. No, um, his his looks. Like he was <laughs> Oh, like I was they, gonna literally, say. they literally modeled his look after John Carpenter. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I could get where that, that that comes from. Um, but he is basically three kids who saw uh, poor Emma, Leslie Boe get murdered earlier. They are going to their trick-or-treatings and they ask trick-or-treat and then all of a sudden at Creek's at house and then something chases them out of the house growling and they run off screaming and it turns out to be his dog who's is tiny, his, little dog, precious his name is, dog yeah, named Spite. <laughs> Which I think is so is it I
0: always thought it was spike. No, it's spike like in spite of you. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. Yeah,
1: yeah it it totally works because he's so commuddingly. Um and so they he takes their candy and starts to eat it. And one of the things I love is he bites into that candy bar and then he just goes, Ugh,
0: and then spits it out. And yeah, I really one think of the, that candy was bar of, was it is because yep. that's the candy bar that uh Sam uses. Yep. And um, I will say this is the one little, I feel like the last few movies I've just been like, the end of it just drags a little for me. I think this has really fun moments in this segment and this is a short movie, but this is the one actual segment in the anthology that I feel like drags a little and could have gotten edited down a bit. I know this movie would have been like a fucking bitch and a half to edit as is. But it feels like especially coming right after the strength of the werewolf scene.
1: Oh, I it just see, Well, it depends. I feel like in a lot of ways Krug is or Krug, <laughs> Krieg is uh, a a like an important story because it really does bring everything together. And I like that I I uh, it, he's also like. Ba- he's also basically the antithesis of the Halloween as we know it. Like, mm-hmm. he's mean, he steals candy, like, he doesn't. Like, he's just not a nice guy. Like, he is not in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> and the Halloween spirit is not happy with that.
0: <laughs> and for very close viewers, they will get. The reveal before others, just judging from a ring on his hand that we had mm-hmm. seen earlier. Well, that, movie.
1: and I also got it when he got out of the water. And so, essentially, Krieg is revealed to be the man who drove the bus that the kids from earlier into the rock drove into the rock quarry. The kids who were killed in the bu- in the bus. Mm-hmm. And when he surfaced, he actually wheezes like how he breathes yes. now, and that he's was probably got water
0: of... in his lungs.
1: Yep, and so he probably damaged his lungs there, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. And while he's being curmudgeonly, he is trying to eat the candy, and something eggs his house, and you just see a little, a little kid, a little scamp, just scamper around and giggle, and oh,
0: such a cute giggle. And Spike (laughs) goes outside. See, you say cute, and I'm like, creepy.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm like, I love it. (laughs) Um, And Spike goes outside, and this is when we see that the Mr. Wilkins storyline from earlier, with Charlie and him (laughs) bearing the kids, is happening at the same time.
0: It's like, you know, it's like the old little story, like, there's nothing sweeter than hearing a baby laugh when you're, like, (laughs) unless you live alone and don't have a baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: That just sounds awful. Um, but he goes outside to get spite back in, and he goes back in, and spite is barking up the stairs, and it turns out that someone has snuck in. Um, but before he goes upstairs, he hears knocking on the door, and goes outside. And there are probably what, like a hundred jack o' lanterns now in his front yard.
0: Probably. And like he had just been outside and there was nothing. Yep. Um,
1: and I mean, like it is creepy. I would, don't put me down. For my me. I would not
0: solution like for this outside of, you know, what actually happens Rhonda was also had pumpkins like this and she was wearing a witch costume. What if Rhonda was actually a witch and just. Transfer them to his yard. Good for her. Yeah. Terrify the poor old man. And by (laughs) poor, I mean not poor at all. He's a jerk. Um. Yeah, well, plus I'm assuming he got paid well for, you know, murdering all these rich people's children.
1: Yeah, he never had to work as a bus driver again, but I don't think they would have given him his job back, to be honest. Um, But yeah, so he is basically, he goes upstairs and we have this Fun little. It, I think it's supposed to be a jump scare, but uh, it, it it it's creepy, but it's I don't think it's a
0: I mean, true jump scare. Are you talking about where, the hands?
1: No, when Sam like runs across and the the light explodes, runs oh, across the stairs. Yeah, that's
0: just. Uh...
1: Yeah, but he goes upstairs. He finds a, a like a skeleton hand, like a an animatronic skeleton hand in his bed, and. He looks over, and or as he's looking over, a jack-o-lantern just, like, bursts into, like, this huge flame, and it reveals the whole room
0: is covered in trick-or-treat, give me something good to eat, and I mean, like... And it looks oh. like it's written in blood, and it's covered the walls, the ceiling, like... Everywhere. And again, just within whatever, and his dog is gone, so we just... There was a deleted scene, I believe, that showed that the dog did live. But in the final release cut of the movie... I was going to ask it... you I was gonna, what happened to the dog, because I was like, I, I don't think... Sam because when the, the dog. Dog, when the dog was up there, you heard, like, a yelp thing and where would Sam have gotten the blood? I always assumed that was the dog's blood that had that written.
1: Uh, but they wouldn't have been the dog's fault. I don't like that. Um... But yeah, so basically he is now completely, completely, completely fripping out. Be fripping? Flipping. <laughs> flipping out. Um because it's well, it's creepy as shit.
0: <laughs> it is so <laughs> like, fucking creepy.
1: And after that, we get an ankle slice. Yes. And Sam was under the bed and he just well, I I, he slashes his leg, not his ankle, but it looks like it hurt.
0: It looks like he got the Achilles.
1: No, because he's still walking. Um if he was if he got the Achilles, he wouldn't be able to walk at all on it. Uh I think he just sliced his leg. Uh but yeah, so Sam walks out and he's just so cute and creepy. So cute. So creepy. And he sliced his leg
0: with a razor blade sticking out of a candy bar. uh Uh-huh. Which is the candy bar he got from the place from Mr. Wilkins Wilkins. earlier.
1: (laughs) Yep. From Wilkins earlier. And basically they have a huge fight. Uh, Yeah, they do. Krieg has a shotgun. He's trying to use that on him. Um, He's winning
0: the shot of Sam creeping around on the ceiling scampering I think is also super creepy and I love it. Oh, it's so scary. Um, but right before that, he actually, Krieg runs
1: out of the room and he ends up falling down the stairs and ends up landing on a bunch of like broken glass and razor blades and yeah, Halloween candy. Yeah, Sam candies.
0: is really fast with his prep because I mean, these stairs are covered with candy and glass, razor blades. Oh, it looks so fucking terrifying. And he's
1: trying to get out the door but he has like fifteen thousand locks uh he actually has
0: fun fact eight locks which is the same amount of people as the kids
1: Uh Mm -hmm. gotcha yeah so same amount as the kids that died i did not realize that um but you just see sam just like crawl across the ceiling and is just like standing there and sitting on the standing at the top just looking at him and then he makes like cute little noises (laughs) which then he drops down on on Krieg, and they have a kind of an all-out fight. Yeah, slamming against the walls, and it ends with uh, Krieg shooting Sam with the shotgun, and sorry, I lost my train of thought.
0: I also love during this scene, while you're collecting your train of thought, when he goes over to the window and he's like Mr. Wilkins help and it was like a scene we've seen earlier from Mr. Wilkins perspective and he's just pretty much like oh fuck you and goes inside and he's just like oh and just gets tackled (laughs) yeah just gets taken down and then this is when
1: they're fighting and he's using anything he can to like grab and he pulls off Sam's mask And it turns out that Sam is not a human boy. No. Sam has the head of a pumpkin and, like, a fetus, basically.
0: Which is how they described it. (laughs) And, like, the body of, like, a scarecrow. It's... And pumpkin guts. It's really weird. Honestly, I'm really embarrassed to say this. But the first probably two times I saw this movie back in, like, 2009... It kind of took me out of the movie because so far, like, you know, it's been supernatural and everything. But a lot of the times I don't love when you see the what's behind the mask. And um, I don't know, i just felt like it didn't fit or something and I didn't like it. It would take me out of the movie. Now I love it. I love the design. I think it's so great. It works so well. Love it. But the first time it did kind of um, take me out of it. I do love his, like, what the fuck, like, when he does see his face. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's very much like, oh, like, this This is not normal. Um, And he basically tries to call the police. Uh, he had shot off Sam's hand, and Sam's hand stabbed him in the
0: foot. So I do he love when, I sh- when he shoots him, and Sam just, like, goes flying 20 feet into the wall.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And he does it with like a little this cute little like
1: grunt. He's like, eee! <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, oh, that's cute and creepy, but cute. And basically he also another thing I, I did appreciate, he double taps him. He <laughs> very much he is does. like BAM like takes him tries to take him out again. But Sam is not human, so it does not work. Um, and then the hand—the hand that was blown off—basically stabs Krieg in the foot, and then Sam starts to put himself back together. And Krieg's like, well, "Oh shit. no,
0: yeah." Like, I do love it. Like, <laughs> at what point during this? But it's at some point in this like tiny little section, he's just like, like sitting there. You know, he's already been through all this shit, and he's just like, "Oh no." Like yep. Sam starts putting himself back together. <laughs> Basically. It makes, me yeah. la- it makes me laugh.
1: I also love when uh, Sam's like hand just goes back to him and it just like taps him and makes him
0: up. Yeah, like, and hey. then he does the whole <laughs> flex flex of it after he puts it back on his hand or uh-huh. back to his arm. Yep, and then
1: he goes to finally take out Krieg and Krieg had knocked some candy onto himself. And instead of stabbing Krieg, he stabs the candy. And now that Krieg has given him candy, everything is alright.
0: Yeah. So, he leaves. And... The door just whooshes open before he walks out and slams (laughs) behind him again. Yep. And then the
1: next time we see Krieg, Krieg's kind of got himself put back together and he's bandaged up and these three little girls are trick-or-treating and this is so he cute. gives them mints <laughs> and the one that's just like hey mommy costume mr Krieg, i'm like oh that child is adorable
0: i do love he's probably that. 22 now <laughs> <laughs> if not but, more if
1: not older and she's she's just a cutie. And then you see Creed kind of seeing around the street, and all of the all of our main care the characters that are left are kind of put together. You see Sam watching him. Um, Rhonda is walking around with her wagon back from from her harrowing account over at the. At the quarry, and the she's werewolf girls Henry.
0: are driving out of town, laughing.
1: Yeah, but she almost gets hit. She they almost hit Rhonda, mm-hmm. and we see uh, Emma and Henry, the couple from the beginning. they're beginning. On their, they're about to get home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you see Emma blow out the the jack o' lantern one more time, and Sam goes, huh, all right," and then goes out and starts to walk towards her. And then so Krieg goes back inside, closes the door, and then he hears a knock again. And then when he opens it, this time, there are eight children that he killed standing there. And yeah, let's just say... They
0: look so creepy. Oh, so and then, creepy. And then one of them just says, trick or treat.
1: Yep and roll credits we but before we get our roll credits we get a little comic thing showing that creed gets like basically
0: they tear him apart
1: very brutally
0: <laughs> yes yes they do and that's the movie and yep, it's and great it. so uh, a few little discussion things i wanted to have before we got into our final thoughts and personal scores speaking of scores fucking Love the score to this movie. Love, love, love. It's done by Douglas Pipes, who also went on to do Krampus with Michael Doherty. And I also love the score to Krampus.
1: Oh, yes. He's really good. Love Michael Doherty. so
0: evocative in this. It's just, it's an amazing score. I actually should get on that and listen to that for Halloween. A lot of people listen to Halloween Halloween movie film scores during the month. And I never think of it because I don't listen to music that much. Um, and I used to like back in the day, I loved listening to film scores. And I don't know why I just don't do it anymore. And now I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna watch the movie. But well, yes, because you watch everything this... under the planet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have uh, time to listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh I know. I need to go to the movies again tomorrow. I miss Triangle of Sadness. Jesus. Um, uh, but yeah, love the score by Douglas Pipes. The sound it design is. I also quite like. And I appreciate it even more when it got when I got to go see this in theaters. Um, oh, the sound design was, was done by I'm gonna probably butcher this, Chris Finsky Finsk, who Fensky. actually died in 2019 at the Aww. young age of 45. Oh, that's so young. He did a great I, job. The sound yes. design in this movie is fantastic. And this was still a kind of in the age of sound design that it was a little bombastic, and I kind of like that. Uh, for horror, now it's all you know, subtle and and it's not over the top in this, but it's in the in the era, and so I love the sound design. He did a great job. I love the production design of it, especially uh, the production design of the quarry area and like Rhonda's front yard and the festival. I just I love the production de- design in this movie, done by Mark Freeborn. I also i don't know how you feel i greatly love the cinematography in this oh cinematography
1: Um, is fantastic there are a lot of shots in this movie that are like they could be you could frame them like the such the shot i mentioned earlier of like when laurie's walking down the jack-o'-lantern path Mm -hmm. um even the shots of the 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 jack-o'-lanterns like their lights disappearing when Rhonda and chip are coming down the elevator
0: like yeah I mean, the, whole so movie gorgeous. Many shots. the only thing i'm curious about and i was looking into it and i couldn't really find anything definitive again i didn't look too hard into this but this movie looks like it was shot on digital but the stuff i looked up acted it seemed like it was shot on film so maybe like they shot it on film and had like a digital thing but i think this would be set like It has a very visual look. Oh, I know. I also just wish it was shot on film. And I could be, please correct me, people, um, if it was shot on film. But I don't know. It just doesn't have the look of a lot of movies shot on film. And that was around the time people were shooting stuff on film that much anymore. But anyway, cinematography by Glenn McPherson, regardless of film or digital, is amazing. Love it. Love the shots. Um, I think the special effects in this movie are quite good. Um, I'm just going to mention a couple names because there was a bunch of people that worked off special effects. Um, the person that was like in charge of it was Paul Brown and Guy Himber, who we actually just read a chapter about in our episode before this uh, in our interview with Heather Wixson in our book Monsters Makeup and Effects. He... I am uh, too. He Yes, Volume 2. That is the one that has the chapter on him. He was talking about doing the werewolves in Underwood, and he was working yeah, for... Teutopol- oh, my God. I can't talk. <laughs> werewolves in Underworld. I mean, I'd watch a werewolf movie named <laughs> Underwood for Tatopolis Studios, and he helped create the werewolves in this as well. So I think that was just a fun thing because before I would have been like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh shit. I like I know his story now. <laughs> yep. Um
1: and honestly, the effects are fantastic. Like the werewolf scene just in
0: general. Like
1: the werewolf scene is like for me is such a huge.
0: Yeah, and most of it's like practical. Like a lot mm-hmm. of them it's practical effects enhanced a little bit with CGI, which is how it fucking should be. Yeah. Um <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I just really liked a lot of aspects about this, and I think it comes together really well. Um, I will say Michael Doherty recently came out and said that the sequel is in pretty active development at this point, finally. They've been hey. talking about a sequel to this for years, so I will take that with a grain of salt. But the way it was presented seems like, okay, it's finally going to happen. So that is super exciting. Uh, Sean, do you have any uh, final thoughts? And what's your personal score on this one? Oh, uh, so for me, this is definitely a five-star
1: film. Um, I like I said, it is the Halloween film for me. Like it, it's not just everything that happens in it. It's just it, every vibe it has, like that mixture of comedy and horror. Like it, it's, it's just so well done. Everyone in a just top of their game. Every time I watch it, you can find something new, and it, it, that's I just find that so cool. It, it, it's really one of those movies that, like, you think, like, this is why non-linear story, storytelling works, or this mm-hmm. is why an interwoven storyline works, or this is why an anthology movie works, is because it's movies like this. Like for me, this yeah, is like- my my they favorite work. anthology
0: movie they work when they don't work mm-hmm. they really don't work but when they work oh my god it's so good again I just feel really sorry for editors of nonlinear and anthology stories <laughs> uh, what? Anyway, I just like oh I couldn't imagine trying to like cobble it together but editors good job seriously uh, yeah Um. For how me, about you Also, five star every time. No notes. I love that all the interconnecting stories, like, hold up. You notice more every time you watch it. I noticed stuff today. Uh, The vibes of this movie are impeccable Halloween vibes. And uh, this will be a weird way to describe it, but it almost kind of feels to me like an R-rated standalone episode of Buffy, just with no Buffy. It, you know, do you know what I, I mean? Does that make sense? I get where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like
0: the Halloween episodes. Like, yeah, it's just like the one where the on costumes it. became the people and
1: stuff like that. Yeah. It does have those kind of vibes.
0: Anyway, he, he could be like a Buffy bad of like a standalone, not like a full season, but yeah, I was gonna say he, it would not do well for a full season, but he would do well for a, for an episode. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, it gives me that type of feel when I watch it just sadly without sarah Mich- oh, do you imagine sarah Geller in this movie Ugh. Oh, dream oh, she'd she'd have to be a but, werewolf <laughs> I, I don't even care but i mean she's <laughs> to, do you think she's going to be a werewolf in teen wolf oh uh, i don't i've never seen teen wolf but i am going to watch the teen wolf that she is in um because it's not called I teen Will... wolf i don't think but... I, I know but it's <laughs> it's teen wolf but anyway neither here nor there Sarah Michelle Gellar, we love you. Yes, Uh, we do. Queen. um, Is she a werewolf? I don't know. uh, What do you think this movie was made for? And... Just take a shot. Unless you already know. The budget? Uh, No, I didn't look up the budget. Uh, Okay, so this was made for $12 million. Oh, wow. $12 million. That's That's pretty... But That's this is made for $12 million. That's half the budget million for people... $12 <laughs> That's million half dollars the budget they... for... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I need me cut you up. <laughs> Go ahead. So it was made for $12 million. It was marketed. And then they just shelved it and then released it to TV. I guarantee this movie has definitely made its money from uh, home video sales
1: yeah as soon as my show, my screen factory blu-ray comes i did order it and i was hoping to have it in time for this but alas it did not come in time Yeah.
0: so who knows what this movie actually made but it was made for 12 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna and... say that's
1: not even the advertising budget on some big movies yeah now. Like, that's
0: literally twelve million. like I just don't understand the reasoning and nobody really seems to um, be talking about why it is. I don't know why nobody's really talked. There's, you know, little rumors here and there, but really who the fuck knows, but I'm just glad we have it available to watch and it did finally come to theaters and that I got to go see it because that was a wonderful experience. And I'm sorry. You didn't get to have that Sean. Yeah. Just keep rubbing (laughs) it in. Just keep rubbing (laughs) it in.
1: You know, what? Make it hurt
0: a little bit more. The right? most important question I have for you though. What do you think this is on the letterboxed? Ooh. So last week I shot
1: real low. I think this week I'm gonna shoot for a 3-4. It is. Are you ready?
0: Are you ready? Uh-huh. A 3.6 Really, I was gonna go three five, I would have been even oh, closer. Yeah, but it was,
1: I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I could see it. This is uh, it's a very, very, respe- is
0: very well loved, a very respectable three six. Yeah, uh, do you very, have anything else you want to throw in before I go over the socials and like what we're doing next week? Nope, uh, I think that I think we pretty much covered it.
1: I love this movie, it's such a good uh, movie, I know. And it's I such a good it. way to end our end our spooky season. So it just is just oh, perfect. <laughs> just let everyone know we're not only a spooky movie podcast. That's just our favorite genre. So yes. Clayton's gonna kind of lean us towards lead us towards our ending here. Yeah.
0: So if you want to find us on the socials, you can find our podcast on Twitter at triple m pod with three M's. Uh, I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Sean is at. Sorry, I was Johnny. Uh, Smurf zero one three. And I am on Letterbox at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Just like Twitter, and Sean is at Murph the Smurf. M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. And sorry for my Twitter, it's Smurph 13 <laughs> Uh, on Instagram, we are triple M pod with three M's. On Facebook, we have a page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. If you want to get a hold of us on email, it's men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. You can reach out to either of us, both of us, on any of the stuff. We'll get back to you as promptly as possible. Run me um... on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, it's never so... going to get old. <laughs> I, I'll let you believe that <laughs> <laughs> yeah rude <laughs> so uh, what are we watching next week Clayton oh boy so next week we are indulging our first listener request 2008's infamous film Twilight it should be interesting <laughs> Uh, the conversation interesting the <laughs> yes uh, I have not seen this movie in many many years and hoped to just leave it that way and have the nice nostalgia enjoyment and making fun of it but who knows it might be really great to come back to we will find out Ugh. anyway that is what we'll be doing next week either way it'll be a really fun conversation about it I am excited to revisit it and see how it seems with time and distance between yep, uh, 2008 and now.
1: <laughs> it's been probably it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, probably
0: 2011 or so was the last time I really watched it. Oh, I don't even know the last time I saw it, but anyway, we will try. I had to get a friend who was like before we. Uh,
1: love these movies and we would watch them all the time because they were on like free form or whatever like and i was just like oh my god so now i i am (laughs) slightly apprehensive but we're gonna give it a try i will be
0: yeah
1: give an honest (laughs) opinion yes
0: i will be fair and i mean i love Kristen stewart so who knows how this will go and anyway I do have one really fun fact that I know for sure I will be dropping in that episode. So that alone is worth a listen. Anyway, but please don't forget to give us a five-star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. It Seriously, it helps so much. And I think that's everything. So until next week, when we go to Forks, Washington, I'll see you. Bye, everybody.